A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dreaming Chicago Cubs Dreamcast. Not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, but just a bunch of guys who love the local nine and enjoy talking baseball and, of course, the 2016 World Series champion Cubs. Hi, this is Rice Cube. Uh... In about a month, this actually won't be my local nine because I am moving back to California. But uh, staying in Chicago, where he was born and raised, is our fearless leader, Anno Catulli. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Uh, I'm going to miss you around here, man. Yeah, I think uh, depending on how this works out, I'm pretty sure I'm going to the Under Armour game, and I'm pretty sure I'm still going to one last romp at Wrigley with you for Javi Baez bobblehead day. So That's the plan. Yeah, I hope that I can still make it. Gotta sell all our furniture. My bed's gone. And the kids' bed is also sold. They just have to collect it and then we got a futon and and probably a week or two I'll just be sleeping on the floor until we get this place sold. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. But it's happening. Uh, it'll still be your local nine. And for me, like, it won't be local nine unless they come to San Francisco for their one trip of the year or they're playing the A's or, you know, I go down to uh, Southern California for the Dodgers and Padres series. But that's quite a trek. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a long way to go to watch the Cubs. Yeah. It's about a five-hour drive from the San Francisco Bay Area, so yeah, it's quite a bit. But anyway, uh, this was not the best weekend for the Cubs, but uh, Ooh, I, I guess yeah, I guess we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, the Cubs' injuries are piling up quite a bit. Like I don't remember 2016 being quite like this uh, in- injury-wise. No. 2016, they're relatively healthy. Until yeah. September when they lost Rondon and Stroke for a yeah. month or so. And also Schwarber, of course, but he did come back for the games that ultimately mattered. Uh, the Cubs were pretty damn healthy the entire entire season. Yeah. And, uh, of course, folks are freaking out. You already see, like, the Sun-Times articles, oh, my God, these Cubs are terrible. They're the worst team in my lifetime. And, you know, everybody's getting – everybody else fired and it's ridiculous. So we're hoping for a little bit of perspective and then we'll close out with uh, some raffles. Uh, We still have to give the replica clock away. Only have a few reviews. Uh, We'll talk about that later. And uh, also lazy people. It takes two seconds to do a review. Well, a little more than that, but it's not going to take hours. That's for sure. And uh, we also have some, uh, extra tickets for the Under Armour uh, game at Wrigley Field on July 20th. So, uh, how's that for a plan, sir? I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Sounds great. As the spring gave away to summer, 
Past the ivy-colored dreams Toward the days that kept us Yearning for tomorrow's All right, so uh, in 2016, I think the only major uh, injury was to Schwarber. Schwarber and, yeah, and I think Dexter Fowler had an injury. Uh, Fowler was out for about a a month. Yeah. And ironically, it was also June Mm -hmm. that had many fans in 2016 saying, season's over, pack up the truck, pack it up. Yeah, but they they were always up by like five and a half games. It was super ridiculous. It was like hyperbole and a half. It, uh-huh. But yeah. when they had lost, like I don't know how many games they were. They barely won a game in June. It seemed mm-hmm. fans are already packing it in. Yeah, so, much like they're doing this year, but yeah. vastly different teams. They've been playing vastly different, and they're losing games in different ways. The Red series was just painful. One yeah. game got blown out, and the other three they blew the games late. Yeah, they lost the lead uh, every Which single time. Surprising because the Cubs bullpen has been one of their strengths. Right. But their bullpen is also in shambles at the moment. You got Edwards who's out. You got Morrow who's out. You had Dunsing who was out for a little bit. Chat Chatwood's uh, wife is having a baby, so he's out for a little bit as well. But yeah, it's the Cubs bullpen is in shambles right now. The All Star break cannot come soon enough. I think they all just need a nice long mental break. Yeah, and nobody really knows what's up with Bryant. He's having a really really bad month. Yeah. They they do think it has something to do with uh, the hit by pitch that he suffered early in the year, and you know for for a guy who's slumping, he's not slumping that badly uh, compared to a lot of uh, I guess the league average players. But for a former MVP and a perennial MVP candidate, yeah, it's a really disturbing slump. I think Jesse Rogers had his OPS down like a hundred points. Hmm. from what it normally is. might be a, a different number, but he was doing well for the first month when he came back, but now it's... And anybody who's suffered a concussion can tell you sometimes the effect won't come immediately. They might be delayed for a little bit, but he was never officially diagnosed with a concussion. Yeah. I think uh, for this part, though, it has something to do with his left shoulder, which is the swinging shoulder, not the guiding shoulder. So if you have a shoulder issue and it's sore, it could potentially change his swing some, and that's uh, something that Brian himself said. Like, it's just one of those things that he gets when he swings a little too much or too hard or whatnot. And uh, maybe this is one of those times when we should have Andy on because this is, like, his area of expertise. But uh, I imagine that having a shoulder injury or at least a nagging pain in your shoulder could affect your swing and sap a little bit of power, and that could contribute to a slump. It could. But Brian's not alone in his slump. Rizzo's been having a really down year from the get-go, down to, I think, 230 again. Hmm. So he's not really doing too much to help out offensively. 
He did have a home run today. That was kind of he fun. He did, to see. but I think that was like his first hit of the series. Yeah. It's it's pretty rough right now. Like you know, it is. I think fair for the casual fan to freak out a little bit and say, "Man, these guys are slumping. This is crazy. Uh, we are kind of bad right now." And it's true. Like in the long run, you're going to have stretches where it looks like the team is just pure crap. But when you look at the season as a whole, the whole 162-game picture, you can see that the Cubs are still on pace to win 90-plus games. So it's not the end of the world. They're only, like, two games behind Milwaukee. So, yeah, again, like... circle considering how bad the weekend was. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's fortunate that uh, the Cardinals were momentarily not useless. Uh, you know, I, I kept calling them not Brewers because I couldn't bring myself to root for the Cardinals. I'm just rooting against <laughs> the Brewers, if that makes sense. But, uh, okay. yeah, it was good that they at least earned the split so that the Cubs wouldn't go all the way down in the standings. Yeah, that had <clears throat> people freaking out a lot if they had slipped below second place. Yeah, I don't think they were ever in danger of slipping below second place, but it, it is a kind of worrisome when, you know, guys that you normally really depend on, uh, they give up the lead, they pitch poorly, like Brian Dunsing hasn't been anywhere close to his normal reliable self in 2017. You know, C.J. Carl Edwards Jr. and Brandon Morrow are on the shelf because of just random injuries. Uh, You know, they're on their way back, and Yu Darvish is going to have his rehab start on Monday and hopefully be ready for the next turn of the rotation. But at this time, I, I think they're just treading water. And if treading water is two games behind a Milwaukee Brewers team that has absolutely no margin for error, then you'll take that just about every day considering what happened last year when it took forever for them to actually retake the division lead. Yeah. I mean, I'm not at the point where I'm worried just yet, but it is becoming a very frustrating season, watching them flail and flounder. and It's been a very rough season. Yeah. And for me, like I have, ever since I learned more about baseball and just understood how it it's not necessarily random, but there are a lot of random things that could happen. You never know when the baseball will hit like one little pebble or be like within an inch of being caught versus not being caught. It's just one of those things. You don't know if the wind's going to blow in or out on any given day. It's, really strange but over the long run you know that this Cubs team is very talented and they're still very young like I read a stat the uh, a few days ago that this is still like the youngest core group core position player group in MLB and this is the same group that's been together for like three years now so that tells you something like they're still developing they're extremely talented and there's tons of potential but they're still developing so you're going to have your ups and downs, even with a veteran group. Yeah. They're still, despite what people want to say, they're still young, still learning how to play baseball. They're still learning how to play together, even though they've been doing it for the better part of three years now. 
Yeah. Four years. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this now. will be their fourth season together, as far as I, I know, because uh, Bryant didn't come up until 2015, and Addison Russell was 2015, so was Schwarber, and then Almora came the following year. So it's yeah, this is this is right. This is like their first three uh, years together, or fourth year for a, a few of the guys, and now. You know they're hitting their stride. You're you're seeing guys like Kyle Schwarber starting to play very good defense. Like it looks stupid out there every now and then, but who doesn't, right? Like even the best defenders are going to look stupid every now and then. Yeah, I mean it's just a weird stat and weird season. Schwarber is statistically one of the best defenders in baseball in the outfield, even if he doesn't look like it. Hap one day looks like a gold glove center fielder, and the next day he just looks like he doesn't even know how to play the position. Mm-hmm. It just sometimes it's just no words. Yeah, it's, it's baseball. Yeah, you kind of wish that they would all click at the same time, but it seems like they're all either clicking at the same time or not, and. You, you you actually kind of hope that the clicking kind of staggers so that you can at least have some sort of consistency in the lineup. Even if one guy is off, another guy is on, and then you kind of switch off here and there. So you can still, like, record the same number of runs. But it's not working that way. It's like, you know, when they're off, they're, like, all the way off, and there's just no rhyme or reason to it. But I don't think that they've been able to hit their stride yet because – like, if you remember, like, in April, it was absolutely horrible out, out in Chicago. They lost, like, three or four games due to rain and snow and cold and just ridiculous weather. And they ha- still have to make up a few of those. So it's not like uh, they were able to hit their groove right away. And then you had, like, random, you know, injuries or, you know, push back a start here or there. And... Uh, Anthony Rizzo was out for a little bit with a back issue, and now Moro is out with a back issue. Bryant is day-to-day, you know. There, there's a lot of things that, that are kind of cropping up that are giving, getting our guys dinged, and they they just kind of have to work through it. You, like, you didn't have to see this at all, really, in 2016. Like, I can't even remember who all was on the DL. I think I could actually count that on like one or two hands but here like yeah, I've already I only remember four guys yeah Warper, Fowler, Strope and Rendon yeah and, and this time around like you you've already seen you, you know Eddie Butler's on the 60 day DL like nobody's known what's Is happened to them I've, I haven't I, really heard his name mentioned at all I don't I think he's even pitching 60 day DL yeah He's on the 60-day because of that groin issue that, like, cropped up, like, months ago, and now, you know, it's just procedural. Like, you know, he's already been gone for so long. Why don't we just open up the roster spot? But, like, nobody knows what's happened to him. Like, I don't even know if he's pitching somewhere or if he's, like, rehabbing or if they just, like, throws him in carbonate or something, you know? It's it's kind of crazy. It would be nice to have him back. He was pitching well for us when he was up here. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the thankful thing I have, and I don't think the bullpen is necessarily in shambles. It's just that you don't have your top relievers going every day. And 
So then, you know, you have fans freaking out because Stroke gave up a bunch of runs for the first time in forever. Uh, Brian Dunsane gave up a bunch of inherited uh, runners. Uh, guys who are normally really good, like Randy Rosario, uh, like he has his issues with the peripherals, like he's not striking out as many guys as he could, and he's giving up a lot of bad balls, but he was still doing well, and then he gives up that that grand slam, and you're like, whoa, you know? But that's what happens with bullpens when you have absolutely no margin for error. Sometimes just bad stuff happens, and, you know, you guys got to kind of keep it in perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad stretch. It's a bad road trip. It's going to happen. Teams are going to get swept by really crappy teams. That doesn't mean that the Cubs are a crap team. It just means they ran into a, a bad team that's hot. Yeah, Bad right. teams beat great teams all the time. Yeah, I mean, even the 2016 Cubs lost to some really crap teams. I think they lost to the Mets, but the Mets weren't pure crap then. They just got swept. Uh, I think they, the like the last uh, Pirates team that was, you know, marginally good before they had to go on the fire, fire sale. They they got uh, they they lost that series right before the all-star break. And then they lost three or four to the Marlins who are, you know, a legitimately bad team. But if you think about it, the Reds aren't that bad. They're, they're rebuilding. Their lineup is actually pretty darn good. Like the offensive lineup is really good. And then if they can get a lead on you, their bullpen is really good. So it's not like absolutely surprising that the Reds swept the Cubs. It's just extremely annoying, you know? So, yeah, I have a policy that I don't freak out until after the trade deadline because, you know, even then there's like two two months left of the season. But if the Cubs are still like two or three games back by then, then you're just like, yeah, I'm a little scared right now. But right right now they have so much season left. They haven't even played half their game. So uh, to get away from the pro football or college football mentality where every single game counts, it doesn't. And uh, I, I think we just got to get away from that. But it's very hard, especially for fans who, you know, just re- for me anyway, I have a shorter attention span than I would like to admit. But, uh, yeah, you, you just got to keep it in perspective. Yeah. I mean, even the crappiest teams in baseball are going to win about 60 games a year. Mm-hmm. And you know they're not just beating up beating up other crappy teams. They're going to be taking out some really good teams now and then. So, I mean, yeah, they're a crap team, but they're still a major league baseball team, which is playing with heart and passion. And they actually do have talent. But, yeah, it's, while it is frustrating to lose games that you know you should win against teams you know you're a lot better than, it happens. You're going to get swept. You're going to lose seven, ten in a row. And sometimes it's going to be against the worst teams in the game. But even the best teams, like I've been saying, will lose to crap teams. Remember, yeah. the Brewers lost two of three to the White Sox, who are one of the worst two teams in baseball. And right now the Brewers have the best record in the National League. So, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Not just the Cubs, to every team in baseball. 
Yeah, let's uh, just take a gander of the standings. Like Washington and Philadelphia are in a rain delay right now. Like if you just take a look at it, I believe the Cubs are now the fourth best team in the NL. They're just barely above Philadelphia. We're nine games above 500. Milwaukee's 13 games above 500, two games back, only one back in the loss column. Like, you know, like they have one of the wild cards secured right now. Uh, Arizona is like, you know, uh, a game or two better. And I feel like they're they're not going to be to be uh, at this uh, nine games over 500 forever. I think it's going to get better. Now, will it get better in L.A.? Maybe not. But uh, they do have their three best starters plus a pretty good uh, potential pitcher and Dwayne Underwood going in the opening game. And the unfortunate thing is because it's a West Coast game, we got to wait forever for it to start. But, you know, like that's not... In a month, you won't have to. Yeah, all the games are going to be done by the time I get home from work, though, uh, for the Cubs, because, like, I remember when I was a kid, like, you know, after the price is right, you just switch over to WGN. No, no, look, they're the Cubs. And they were playing at, like, 11 in the morning because we're uh, in California. We were two hours uh, behind everybody else. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be nice to not have to wait till midnight for a game to end unless it goes into, like, mad extras. Yeah. That would be one of the better points. Yeah, but uh, then, you know, you guys get all the shows first. And that, that was the one thing that I really liked about the Central Time Zone, right? Is uh, in the Central Time Zone, it, it, you know how the shows are like 8, 7 Central? And it was really nice to have the shows come an hour earlier in the Central Time Zone and not have to wait the extra hour to see a show. But you guys also get the shows like two hours before we do, so it's I, I guess it's a trade-off. I don't know. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to avoid spoilers. And, I, I, you know, I live tweet a lot and, you know, about, like, my nerd shows and stuff. But uh, it's going to be kind of uh, kind of dicey to have to avoid spoilers from my central time zone friends now. <laughs> yeah. I promise not to give you any spoilers. Well, I don't think you watch the same shows I do, but that that's Probably cool. Not. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think if you get a healthy Bryant, if you get you Darvish back and healthy, and he pitches the way you think he should, if Chatwood stops walking people all the time, then this two-game deficit is going to become a several-game lead. Like the Cubs are simply too good to be down for too long, and. Uh, if you think about it, uh, it, it's very interesting how Joe Madden didn't play this series like it was absolutely critical, like his life depended on it. He was resting starters. He was resting pitchers. He was making sure that guys didn't go on, like, uh, short rest. Uh, he was making sure that his relievers got plenty of rest, despite the fact that one of the days turned into a bullpen day. It, it was very interesting how how he ended up setting that up, and I, I thought it it, it kind of looked like the past two seasons where he was just kind of biding his time, biding his time until the Cubs were 
you know, waiting for everybody else to get tired or broken, and then they made their run. And it's, I don't think this kind of strategy is going to work all the time. You you kind of want your club to go wire to wire, but for Joe Madden, it seems to work fine. And that's something that seems to make him worth his weight in gold, even if he hadn't, uh, won the World Series in 2016, which, by the way, he did, and sometimes people forget that. Yeah. People also seem to forget that come August, that's when he puts his pedal, his foot down the pedal and pushes it down to the floor. That's when his teams typically take off and explode. They did it in 15, pretty much did it in 16. They did it last year. I'm fairly confident they'll do it again this year. That's one of the benefits for resting these guys. So they keep it close, then just steamroll everybody in your path the last two months. It, it's what he does. It frustrates people, but it works. Yeah. He gets I, job. I, I think so. And uh, it, it would surprise me. And it, Honestly, it would be really disappointing if the Cubs didn't make the playoffs easily when all is said and done. Yeah. Madden's going to do stuff that frustrate the hell out of you. Like not playing El Moore pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Not playing Bias pretty much every day. He has a lot of talent, which is starting quality. And you can't play everybody because you can't hit 12 guys every game. Maybe you can in a beer league softball game, but not in major league baseball. And yes, he's had about 60, he's had 67 different lineups this season. 67, so is that right? 67 per a tweet from Jesse Rogers about an hour or two ago. That's fantastic. 67 different lineups this year. I know how many the Brewers have had. Uh, let's go ahead and tell me. Sixty-eight. Wow. <laughs> so Madden's not the only guy that has a different lineup at pretty much every game. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to take advantage of hitters that are hot, banding them higher in the order to get them more at bats. With as many different guys that he wants to try to start. That's going to change the lineup. So it's not like he's doing it just to piss off fans, though he might be doing it to troll people, but there's a method to his madness. And yeah, the Cubs have been massively inconsistent this year, but it has nothing to do with the shuffling of the lineups. I'm sorry. The batting order shuffling will not, is not causing Rizzo to hit 230 this year. It's not causing Bryant to slump. It's not causing Baez to suddenly forget how not to swing at the low ball anymore. Huh. It's not causing guys not to make contact, not to hit with the resident scoring position. Batting them in a different order is not the issue with the inconsistency. I'm sorry if you believe it is, but you are wrong. It's just a matter of baseball being baseball and guys just going through stumps, having bad seasons. Mm. If you're going to be mad at Madden, be mad at him for something that's an in-game thing, like pulling a pitcher too soon, waiting to pull a guy, calling for a bunt when 
it doesn't make sense. But yeah, that's just stuff. Of, yeah, that's just stuff that other pit managers do. I feel like, you know, like a lot of people expect the Cubs to go 162 and 0 just because they won the World Series and because they have a good team. That's simply not how it works. Unless you play a video game and set the sliders your way, you're never going 162 and 0. It just won't no. happen. Even if you create a team full of guys which have like perfect stats and everything and have it set up to zero or whatnot, with like the easiest rookie ball skill level and difficulty, you still won't win 162 games because sometimes you're just going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. I think the the Yankees actually got swept by the Rays this weekend, and it, it would be very, very difficult for you to argue that the Rays are better than the Yankees right now. That's just another example of things happening that uh, you can't really predict. It's just baseball. Yeah, sometimes baseball is going to baseball on you, and there's nothing you can do but sit back and laugh. Curse <laughs> the TV, curse everybody involved, but it happens. The beauty and the history in this cathedral. The sky so blue against the grass, so green, like time stood still for. I believe you still have that clock that you wanted to uh, give away, correct? It was a replica scoreboard, Wrigley scoreboard clock? Yep. Okay. So I have some good news. Uh, we now have a customer rating on iTunes. It's almost all the way five stars. Now, I don't know how many of it is because you guys are sucking up and trying to win the clock or whether you actually think we don't suck, but uh, it's really appreciated, those eight reviews. Now, granted, we were hoping for more. Uh, We still have the lovely review from Mr. Eckelberg. He said 13 out of 10 would touch. Well, thank you. Uh, That sounds a little too sexual sometimes, but uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, we got one from Mr. Frank Luckett, and he was very gracious, uh, says uh, in more or less words that he enjoyed listening to us, and that was fine. And then we got Cubs Girl 61 who only gave us four stars, which, you know, we thank you for being honest. Uh, she did not uh, have a funny comment, but just wanted to enter her for the clock, so and she did like Rich Deanna's songs. So uh, if Rich, you're still listening, uh, we thank you for the song. And yeah, it's really, it is a really nice song. And I think he'd be happy to hear that. But uh, let's assume that all three of those uh, lovely folks are entered for the clock. We were hoping for at least 10 reviews on iTunes, correct? That's more. Yeah, so... Here's a couple of things. Uh, If you were to go ahead and continue to give us ratings, continue to put uh, reviews on iTunes, not only would we be able to give away a clock to whoever makes us laugh the most out of all the comments that hopefully we will get, but I believe you have a set of two tickets to the Under Armour game on July 20th uh, that showcases some of the best high school players in the country. Yep. Okay, so that'll be at Wrigley Field at uh, about 7 p.m. on July 20th. 
I actually have a set of five tickets, and I'm going to use one of them. So between all of us, we have six tickets that we are going to give away. So we're hoping for ratings, and if you actually want to get entered, we would appreciate a customer view. Now, we would prefer that you be honest and not just say, yeah, I like your stuff. Now give me a ticket. Uh, but if you are willing to give us an honest review so that we can always improve upon ourselves, that would be great. And that you can do on the iTunes, and I will link that in the show notes. Sounds good. Yep. So uh, I guess uh, we are on a bit of time crunch. I got to help the kid with math at some point because he's making some very silly errors and I need to figure out why. Uh, you. screwing the kid's mind with this new math crap. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like math is math and just you, you, you kind of do it. The, yeah, the, math you is know. math. You don't need to make it all fancy like. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm Rice Cube. You can find me on Twitter at Cubic Snarconia. You can find the official World Series Dreaming Twitter at WSDreaming underscore Cubs. And that is Anno's official Twitter and the official Twitter of our blog, which you can find at WorldSeriesDreaming.com. You and can which real quick. Yeah. The person whose name is Anno Cattulli on Twitter, that is not me. Oh, really? Yeah, I found somebody on Twitter named Anno Cthulhu. I don't think he's tweeted in a long time, but that is not me. So My you're... personal one is not Anno Cthulhu. Gotcha. But our blog is wsdreaming underscore cubs. Very good clarification, sir. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you can also email us at our Gmail. At worldseriesdreaming at gmail.com. So if you ever want to write something, because we're having, you know, just there's a lot of life things going on right now. And uh, with me having to move and you having to work and all that, uh, we could always use more content. And if you're interested in writing for a blog, you can email us there. You can also email us like suggestions or questions or whatever. And we can maybe read that on the next podcast. Next Dreamcast. Uh, of course, we need to thank Rich Deanna again for his lovely song that uh, Miss Cubs Girl 61 really liked. We want to thank uh, Randall Sanders for Pat Hughes' final out call. We'll never get tired of hearing that. Never. Any last words, sir? Go Cubs and beat LA. Yeah, let's do this. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Uh, before we fall asleep because we're not actually in the Pacific time zone. No, you aren't yet. Oh, I'll get used to it eventually. But, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Sounds like a plan, Stan. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Please rate us on iTunes. Uh, win our swag and go Cubs. It was more Bye. than just a game.